BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked. It's Saturday, April the 7th. And as always... If there's news to be told, then I got to bring in the newsman himself, Jeremy Lambert. It's newsworthy. Jeremy, how you doing? So what I am. Like, Reg is the media man. I'm the newsman. Is that what we're doing around here? I think we could do that. Hashtag newsman. Mm, I don't know if I like that or not. That's fine. I mean, listen, this week alone, you uh, produced more than you ever do, because that's just what the newsman does, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of news this past week, and uh, the a long week very long week everyone knows how this goes five news stories on the board we're trying to keep it brief this week because uh it's good friday and the easter weekend so we want everyone to go and enjoy time with their families so let's just hit it right off the bat jeremy lambert we gotta ask some questions here brian danielson on if he's ever a vegetable short answer no long answer bless rj city and brian danielson because I ended up just milking this for about four articles. And like they, this is the one that I led with, with the, the vegetable, because RJ City asked, hey, tree semen. He directly quoted the, when I eat an apple, I'm essentially eating tree sperm, and talked about that. Brian Danielson has swallowed uh, apple seeds. Um, and then he asked if he f***ed the vegetable. And short answer, no. Long answer, we don't have we don't have the time for that. But when Brian Danielson and I start, imagine thinking this podcast ain't the f-ing goat, then I will get the full story of Brian Danielson fucking a vegetable. I already have. We're a minute and a half in, and I have three f bombs <laughs> to edit out. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. One's my own, so I guess it's on me. Uh, yeah, he was on AEW was Brian Danielson, and uh, this was like you said, one of four articles to the point where people were replying in the threads. If I see that Danielson face, I know exactly what I'm getting. <laughs> I mixed it up with the last one where he said a gooey duck might be his favorite species, and so I added a gooey duck to the thumbnail and it looked like he was smoking a gooey duck which uh i don't know if if that's uh something you know <laughs> i don't i 
even know what to say on this. I was going to pull up the photo. I think I had it. I'm going to pull up this overlay here. So look at look at me, Joel. I'm going to save you some editing here by All putting right. this photo on screen with the Danielson GUI. This is my great Photoshop skills as well. This is Brian oh, yeah. Danielson GUI duck. <laughs> Looks like a look giant penis. Yeah, the giant phallus. And RJ said you should carry that to the ring like you're Jake the Snake. And Danielson's like, yeah, maybe. What a guy. His... What a guy. Do you think Danielson could wear it around his neck? Maybe. I don't know if it fits with his current character, but maybe he could. Sorry, I lost our overlay there. There, there we, we go. go. All right. That's awful. <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> it's a gooey duck. What's your favorite species, Joel Pearl? Not that. <laughs> not that i i love brian danielson i love rj city uh i i told the story of myself and rj city exchanging messages on your show joel and kate at eight uh last week and and so i won't rehash that everyone go watch that show and watch it every sunday at eight o'clock uh but yeah rj city's a great guy and his his interview are, are very fun and Danielson plays into it very perfectly and this rule this is a great interview if you haven't seen it go check it out and just watch all RJ City episodes because uh he's hilarious and get good good headline pops out of this stuff it's true it was a very very good week for you and uh AEW <laughs> content and the merging of AEW content and Fightful is just it's just perfect. Shout out to RJ City, who once talked at me for 15 minutes in an interview. It's a great interview. You didn't say anything. Rolled. I know. That's what made it great. Hey, yeah. just go check out my interview with Matt Cardona that just dropped this uh, Friday. Oh. oh, okay. So I now that this is dropped, I say, I can mention when you ask him what his favorite meal is. <laughs> on the says, road. On the road specifically. I said, yes. on the road, what's your favorite meal? On the road, what's your favorite meal? And he said, Chelsea Cree, which was a huge, huge pop. Uh, cannot con confirm or deny if I answer similarly when asked what I would like to eat. I do, I do want to say this. So I was reading the select notes that Sean put out last night, and he mentions the interview and, and a couple of the notes from the interview. And kudos to Sean Rossap for not including that specific line in the select notes. He had literally everything else. This is, listen, it's a, it's a, like a three and a half minute interview. It's a nothing burger. It's just, a, it's entertaining because it's Matt Cardona being Matt Cardona for three and a half minutes. He's cutting promos. It's fine. Don't expect big news out of it. But like, bless Sean for trying to pull literally everything else other than the lead in this article. Uh, it was it was a great interview. I think I said it before one of these shows we've done together where I, I praised you for for all the interviews that you did and the Cardona interview was uh, fantastic. So kudos to you, Joel Pearl. Well, thank you. Let's move on. Story number four. Vince McMahon says it was the right time to sell WWE. Ari Emanuel wanted Vince to stay on board. So CNBC squawk on the street. Squawk on the street. I don't know how anyone says that without stumbling over it. They uh, they had Vince and Ari post uh, merger and acquisition announcement, and there was a lot coming out of this article. This is one of the things from it. Uh, Ari Emanuel, including saying that uh, you know. He wanted Vince specifically, that he wasn't going to let Vince walk away. Let's talk about this whole article. There's there's plenty to say with Endeavor starting a merger between UFC and WWE. 
Uh, yeah, so this was the big news on Monday morning after a extremely long WrestleMania week. And now I got up Monday. I figured if this was, was going to hit, it was going to hit at 7 o'clock. It hit at 7 o'clock. And then there was the big announcement. And then it was revealed that, oh, hey, Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon are going to be on CNBC together. It's like, all right, guess I'll have to watch that. So watch that. The whole interview is like 16, 17 minutes or so with, with these two. This is just a portion that aired on CNBC. And then there's a separate article where Vince is asked about the allegations and everything. And he basically just says, I've made mistakes. I've owned up to these mistakes and I moved on. I'm sure he has. Um, and then he yeah, They talked about the sale. And the biggest thing that kind of came from this was Ari Emanuel saying, I wanted Vince here. You know, I wasn't going to do this unless Vince was here. Vince asking, uh, being asked about creative. And he's like, oh, I'll do it at the higher level level but i can't get in the weeds which is what he said four years ago when they hired bischoff and Heyman. and then we saw on monday he was in the weeds um i've detailed this on the spotlight joel i'm sure you're going to talk more about it on on your show with kate but but man that this is this is the deal they wanted this was the deal vince took because he knew he could control and still maintain a very real sense of power when it came to the company Ari was on board with it. We we've seen how these these people act. These two act specifically, and uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. But I guess good on them for doing this interview where they could not have to own up to to too much. But they they said a lot of quiet parts out loud in this one. They they confirmed a lot of things that fans may or may not have have been wondering. You want to get into the weeds sometime, Jeremy Lambert? We can't. We can get into the weeds. All right, we'll get into the weeds. We'll 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 get there. Don't worry. There, stand by, friends. We'll get into the weeds sometime. Yeah, <laughs> this. Listen, this deal's happening. The end of the year, it'll most likely be confirmed and done and finished. It's part of the reason why Triple H couldn't like specifically mention it on Monday's Raw because it's it's a deal in principle. You can't come out and be like, "We're ready to merge with the UFC." No, like it's all it's all conversational until the documents are signed so i get it um and of course last night triple h came out and was just like it's with a heavy heart that i have to give up my job here at wwe because i love my family and my dad is taking over now we record on friday sorry folks we uh we don't know what the deal is but uh, no that promo from triple h last night on smackdown i were we watching the same show really not and i did the review so clearly i was way off base he came out there and he was like, you know what? You know what we're actually going to do? We're bringing back Shane and we're bringing back Stephanie. And he went backstage and he punched Vince McMahon in the face. He just straight up hit him. And he's like, he let him, this ain't he happening. Let you are not taking this company over. We, as I said, we are not going over anywhere. We are WWE. And then Vince just crumpled right there on the floor. It was amazing. Yeah. And then the, the crowd all chanted, fire Vince. Fire yeah. Vince, and then they, they started a fire the in the ring. It was a literal <laughs> fire of Vince, and then you had the. This is the best part, you know how in the top corner of the screen it usually says like hashtag SmackDown or hashtag WrestleMania, whatever it is, whatever the social is. Suddenly, it just switched to hashtag Fire Vince. Someone in the truck clearly was on the side of Vince uh, of Shane, Stephanie, and Triple H, and not Vince McMahon. So it was amazing. Everybody should go back and watch SmackDown from last night just for that segment alone. Yeah. It was fan, just fantastic cinema, as the kids like to call it. The cinema. Mm. Do you think it was worthy of an Emmy? Um, I'll let you know after I see Super Mario in about half an hour from now. What would you have given that promo out of 10? Uh, four out of 10. 
Wow. Well, I know I know you were looking for a different answer. I wasn't going to feed into that. So I went Bret Hart pop instead of Booker T pop. That's fine. Booker T gave Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker from NXT stand and deliver a 6 out of 10. Of course, Booker T loves to uh, get a pop once in a while from his headlines. And he's, you know, given his, given his 6 out of 10 score. Talk to me about this on his Hall of Fame podcast. Booker T had plenty to say about Melo and Braun's match. Yeah, it was interesting to hear. Uh, I listened to this to see if Booker commented, largely just on WrestleMania weekend in general, commented on the sale. He joked that he heard about the sale. And he's like, I already asked for a raise. And I'm thinking, buddy, that typically ain't how sales work. (laughs) You think, but that typically ain't how this stuff works, buddy. Uh, But it was interesting to hear his comments on uh, Braun Breaker and and Carmelo Hayes because – He's the commentator. He he fully admits that he he gives advice to the NXT people that when they ask, or maybe if they don't ask, he's just the veteran who's going to give advice. And he's like, you know what? A six out of ten. I don't think they really stuck the stuck the dismount, as he said, to use a gymnastic term on this. So he I I thought it was an honest answer from Booker T in, in a time where Booker T is you know he likes to just say things yes to get a pop, and people are like, oh, he's just pulling the WWE wagon and everything like that. I thought this was an honest answer because he could have easily been like, this was a great main event, Braun Breaker, all of his improvements, Carmelo Hayes proving he was, he was him. Like this reminded me of takeovers of old with this main event and just, you know, one of the best matches of the weekend. He's like, you know what? No, six out of 10. And I don't disagree with Booker T. So what's interesting to me, and we've talked about this on other shows, including this one uh, about Booker T and the hall of fame podcast is my feeling when they brought him onto NXT programming was they wanted someone um, pissing outside the tent instead of pissing in when it came to criticism of the talent. Because for a while, he was on a warpath of a tear, talking about yeah. all the talent in NXT and just shitting all over them. And then suddenly, who's the new color commentator on NXT TV with Vic Joseph every Tuesday night? And I was like, oh, that's that's a strategic marker. because. He did commentary 10 years ago on Raw, and it was not great. And now it's not any better. But at least when he says, like, I gave it a 6 out of 10, he was there. He trains wrestlers now. So, like, at least he has something reliable to say and something like, you know, it's in his wheelhouse. And it doesn't just sound like he's shitting on something because he just wants to shit on it for for a pop. So I understand. I I thought it was a fair rating of the match. And I honestly fully expected him to just be like greatest match of all time like one of the best main events of all time and everything and now you have, have a fair response like look if you thought the match was better great if you thought the match was worse fine like i think six out of ten i watched the match watched a lot of wrestling this past week six out of ten kind of fair for that match it was fine was it the most memorable match ever Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, 
and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. No, it was just a, a fine match between two guys who I like, but I'm not sure they are. They, they do a good job in that style. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, and he was fair with his criticism of Braun Breaker, I thought, too, of like, you know, he's probably better off as a heel. And I like that he's going to be a heel now because he's probably going to learn a little bit more here. So I thought this was very fair criticism from Booker T for a guy who typically swings one way or the other of like he's overly critical of stuff he probably shouldn't be. And then he overly praises and defends stuff that he probably shouldn't. I thought this was for a rare time. Booker T was really fair in what he had to say. And on top of that, let's face it, he was reviewing a main event on a card that had at least two other very strong multi-person matches that uh, got the crowd happy and, you know, just was a generally good time. So I'm not going to fight it. I think six out of ten, if if that's his feeling, he's not wrong in it. So we'll move on from there and talk about Soraya reflecting on her AEW debut, debut promo, saying she wishes she didn't say finally a boss that listens. That was one of the lines she gave. Uh, she's talking to Busted Open Radio, our good pals over there, unless they're on Impact on Thursday nights. But otherwise, their show is great, Busted Open Radio. And uh, yeah, she had plenty to say to uh, David LaGreca and the gang over there. Talk to me about Soraya's first promo and her time on Busted Open Radio. Busted Open had uh, back-to-back bangers, as the kids like to say, using a lot of kid terms here. Uh, back-to-back banger of interviews. They had Britt Baker and then Soraya on the, the same day. I believe it was Wednesday. Um, and both interviews were were really good. Uh, I, th- I thought that, honestly, I thought Mickey James was trying to stir up some shit with Britt Baker, uh, not David LaGreca. I will defend you, David LaGreca. Um, I thought that was Mickey trying to stir the pot when it came to Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. As far as Soraya goes, long interview, good interview with her. She's talked about the the debut promo before and how she was nervous. She didn't like fully like it and everything. But this was the first time where she had kind of mentioned that, and I didn't headline with this because I kind of I wanted to be fair to everything. Um, and I, I thought there was a bigger point to to this promo or to this interview talking about the promo than the easy headline of Soraya says she was told to say, finally, I have a boss that listens to me line. That is what got picked up, what got a lot of traction, what got a lot of discourse going and everything. But there was a bigger point to to her comments on the promo. And that's why I didn't just go with the the more catchy headline for people who think that I'm unfair and clickbait everything. I thought it was a good answer from, from Soraya. And yes, she did make the point of, hey, I was kind of told to say this sentence. And I kind of regret saying this sentence because WWE has been nothing but great gracious to me. And she said that many, many times. As someone who's listened to a ton of Soraya interviews and covered a lot of them, uh, she said many times that she enjoyed her time in WWE. They always respected her. She wishes she could have done more. Like that was a, a complaint she had of like, she just wanted to do something. She wanted to do something, but like she knows she would not be in this position without WWE. And it seemed like on and off Vince would listen to her. She's always said good things about Triple H and everything. So I can see why she did regret that line. Obviously the big discourse is Tony Khan tell her to say that line. And then we go from there with what Tony may or may not have told her to say. Was there a different headline you could have ran with? I'm not saying this one's bad. I'm just curious from the, from the, maybe from this particular set of uh, transcription and conversation. Uh, yeah. I thought about running with the, she wondered if it was a mistake to come back after this promo. I thought that was a big line in there 
as well. And that was going to be my initial, my, my initial um, headline is when she mentioned that because I thought that was a pretty big deal. But then she said the, the line of like, I regret this line. And so I wanted people because I knew the, the line of like, I got told to say this, I knew that would really stick out. I wanted to make sure I referenced the, the boss who doesn't listen to me line in the headline. And again, I could have gone like Soraya says she was told to say this line. And in hindsight, maybe I should have, maybe that would have gained more traction, gained more engagement. Uh, I will say I don't need to do as much. I still do the headline pops and everything. I don't need to do that as much now because we have Kyler's done a great job of what a lot of engagement counts do, right? Is we only have a hundred characters for, for a headline. So now what engagement accounts do who don't have to worry about headlines is like, Hey, let's take a piece of the transcription, put that in the tweet link to the article and everything. So you have more characters to work with in that. And so we did that with this article and that got a lot of traction too. So it kind of, it kind of worked in a twofold way of, I didn't need to put that in the headline because we were able to still get a tweet just more out of the entire article for, for everything. I like it. Jeremy's news tips and I'll add the thing afterwards. This is good. This is what we do here. Once in a while, we got to give a little something for our, our news writers or the people who are looking for us to pull back the curtain a little bit, as it were, when it comes to the news cycle and the writing cycle and all that stuff. This is good. So let's move on. Let's do our final final uh, news article for the week. Cody Rhodes reflects on WrestleMania 29 match being cut and Donald Trump asking him to move. I uh, spoke to Ariel Helwani from BT Sport, did Cody Rhodes as... He led up to WrestleMania 39 and being in the main event. So 10 years ago, he was basically pushed off the card and uh, pushed out of the way by Donald Trump. So talk to me about this whole thing with Cody and Ariel. Man, in hindsight, this was a sad article. Um, yeah, Cody, seriously. <laughs> Cody obviously did a lot of media leading up to WrestleMania. Ariel Hawani did a lot of interviews leading up to WrestleMania. Get a lot of just coverage to do leading up to WrestleMania. And a lot of... The, the the media Cody did obviously talking about WrestleMania this match the, the return Dusty blah 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 a lot, a lot similar stuff and, and whatnot Helwani gets a little bit deeper with a lot of his interviews um, which which I appreciate I think he does a very good job and in this case he asked about 29 yes we were a decade later coming back WrestleMania 39 hey 10 years ago your match got cut when you were going to team with the NWA world champion and, and or face the NWA world champion, uh, you're teaming with the Bellas uh, against Tyrus and the Funkadactyls and whoever else was involved in this match is a Sandow. And I think Ted DiBiase were also involved in this match. Regardless, it got cut and it got cut and it was like covered on total divas and everything. And then Cody realized, Oh, it seemed like it was a, a bit to just get cut on total divas and like, Hey, look how they're mistreated and everything. But he, you know, Vince is saying, Oh, it's cut, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay, we get it." Cody's like, "Now I want to punch him in the face." Cody just really wants a backstage fight. Anybody, like Seth Rollins, Vince McMahon, he doesn't care. He, I wonder if he fought Roman after WrestleMania 39, and he talked about like, "Oh yeah, I went to just kind of like go be by myself," and then all of a sudden, fifty dudes come by and they kick me out of the way, and it's Donald Trump who got indicted uh like the same day this uh, this interview came out, or at least the same week this interview came out. So, um. Now he talked about that, and I thought, you know, this was recorded, this was posted before WrestleMania 39. I thought, oh, cool, how like fitting this is, how poetic 
this is that Cody Rhodes has overcome the adversity 10 years later of his match being cut. And now tonight he's going to win the championship and end the run of Roman Reigns. This is great. This is great for Cody Rhodes. This is, you know, this, this is just again, poetry. Wrestling is a love story, Joel Pearl. And then, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, no, Cody Rhodes, I guess he sat in the ring and a rubber chicken kicked him out of the way instead of Donald Trump, which, you know, one and the same, I guess. That's true. Yeah. 10 years ago, he was sitting under the stage at Mania all pissed off and <laughs> Donald Trump and his posse has, he's like, I had to shimmy my legs to the side so Donald Trump and his posse could walk by me. And then this past, you know, this, this past year, WrestleMania, he's got to shimmy his ass to the side because a rubber chicken hit him in the back and he doesn't want to be pictured with it. <sighs> Poor Cody. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. You know, I, I got much more to say on that. Everyone go watch the spotlight where Steven Jensen is a uh, fantastic th- this week's fantastic every week, but especially when he is really able to get emotional when it comes to Cody Rhodes and his uh, attachments and uh, to the American nightmare. But, and I really thought, I really thought I hit on something with this article. And like, it's a good story regardless. Like it's, it's still a good story reflection, but man, I ran that the day of WrestleMania. And I, I'm thinking like people are going to wake up, they're going to see this and they're going to be like, Oh shit. 10 years ago, Cody, this happened to him tonight. They, he's going to do it 10 years later. He's going to win the title in the main event. And then hours later, Nope. It was the same, not the same, but Similar story for old Cody is an old man told him it ain't happening, pal. And then a chicken knocked him out of the way. You plug the spotlight. May as well finish off the plugs, Jeremy. Let's get out of here. Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at fight talk underscore. He is uh, always doing great work, but yes, he, especially this week, he's had a rough week. Everybody, everyone be nice to Steven Jensen. He's had a very when- rough week. When he tweeted about having to cancel a tattoo appointment of all things, that was the moment where I was like, oh, that poor son. That, I mean, look, that saved him from himself, honestly. He doesn't need to be getting this. But this is, I tweeted this, and I'll say it here on the show. I don't care if WWE is going to ruin their awful uh, storylines. I don't care if they're going to break the hearts of millions of children. I don't care if Cody Rhodes didn't win the title. You start messing with my friend's feelings, Steven Jensen's feelings, don't like that. You start messing with bits on our show when this man was going to show up with dyed blonde hair and a tattoo and was going to do a video called Cody in, in the vein of Stan. That's when I get mad because this would have been amazing, like amazing content that we lost out on. Also, Roman Reigns can be the one in 1,000. That's the t-shirt. Awesome. Oh, so we the 1000s. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Can't stand it. I'm very mad that they broke Steven Jensen's heart and I'm even more mad that they ruined great content that we were going to produce had Cody Rhodes won like he should have. It's very upsetting. Do we have anything else we need to plug here? Fight over books. I don't know. Uh, yeah, fight over booked. A lot of stuff on the channel now. A lot of stuff coming to the channel, I I hope. So just check out all the stuff we have going on. Joel, if you want to do a better job plugging stuff. 
please do. Like, fight content. over book, everybody. Yeah. Fight over book. We drop content every single day. Not just this show, but Kate and I do a show. You got Haley who came back with Kylie to do Tag Talk. Uh, it's good to see them back together as a formidable tag team themselves. Uh, you got Rob and Maggie doing Coexisting every Friday. Uh, you got Righteous Reg and Mike doing doing um, Wow, Indeed. Indeed. Because uh, I, I know him as Mike from Indeed, and I was like, is he calling the show Indeed? Anyway, uh, yeah, Reg and Mike do Indeed. Uh, that is Wednesdays at 6 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. And what else is going on? This this content every single day. Just go. Red Club, Red Club with Matt and Kieran uh, every other week, new, covering New Japan. Yeah, love it. Perfect. Uh, and then as for me, I do the run sheet with LJ every single Wednesday. We drop that usually around 5 p.m. Eastern, so go check that out. That's unaffiliated from all this, so go to your blog, podcast platforms and go search The Run Sheet or follow us on Twitter at The Run Sheet Pod. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy your Easter weekend or your Passover weekend, whatever you're doing. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.